and we're recording. It's official. Episode number 28, Smoke Out with Shelly and SJ, the interactive video show where, of course, you can join us, you can, you can subscribe, be with us on the show, in the chat room, on video, on audio, whatever you feel like. Participate, don't, chill, hang out, ask questions, whatever you want to do. Subscribe to OnlyFans and Patreon, ShellySJSmokeOut.com for all the pertinent links to find out more about myself and Shelly as well. I'm, of course, Stoner Jesus, world famous, everywhere you know who I am, as is Shelly Martinez. Shelly, how are things with you on this fine evening? Well, I, I know you see me in front of you. I know mm-hmm. our viewers see me in front of them. But I am not here, brother. I am <laughs> gone, gone, gone. Um, so last night, what happened yesterday? <laughs> so, okay, so yesterday it was fine. I worked really hard. Everything was good. Um, in the evening, oh, so there's coyotes here as i've talked about before and um it's really hot here in socal it's like summer already and um i don't like to take mini out when it's dark because that's when the coyotes will come out even though they're they come and go throughout the day kind of like if they're really looking for whatever so it's kind of my rule that i always make sure to walk her before the sun goes down but the problem was, is yesterday when the sun went down, it was still in the 80s. So <laughs> I was like, dude, and I put on many this thing called the coyote vest. And it doesn't really have like a ventilation. It's like kind of like an, I don't know what kind of material you would say it is. Like almost raincoat-esque without being shiny material. Yeah. So she gets really, really hot, you know. And so... I I told myself before the summer hits, I have to start walking her really early, but not too early because again, the coyotes are out. Um, So yesterday I just didn't was, it was so hot that when I planned on doing it, I was like, I can't take her out right now. It's too hot. So what I did is I went to um, the little downtown area where I live and I feel okay about walking her there at night because there's so much nightlife going on. There's little shops, there's bars and restaurants. So I told metal Jesus, I said, look, let's just walk mini over there. And like, I'll put my timer on and like, we'll walk for like 20 minutes, whatever. And there's a mall right there too. And I need to go. So we did just that and it was great. And we went to the mall. Now what I do just to be respectful is I have a purse that I put mini in where it's like, you know, I can put my stuff in it and she can fit in there. And, um, So I had her in her purse and like when I had a shoot this past weekend, I think I really jacked, like I was leaning and posing a certain way. And so I've been feeling like super jacked up in my shoulder. Well, at the mall, they have those dudes that have the little massage chairs, you know, you just sit there, it's like 20 bucks. And it was like, the mall was closing. And I said, you know what? I don't care if they're open. I need help. Like I, for two days, I was in so much pain. So then, um, they, the guy worked on my back. Oh my God. So I knew he needed to beat me up for me to get rid of this pain. I knew that was what's going to have to happen. So I just kind of sucked it up. And there was time stoner Jesus where I was like, okay, this is so painful right now because my back is so messed up and my shoulder is so messed up that at least it's not getting a tattoo. And when I get a tattoo, I have to go to that certain place to like <laughs> deal. And so that's what I had to do. And there was times like if anyone was walking by, they probably heard me go, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and at one point I was like, what is that? Because <laughs> he had his like elbow in my back and I could feel like like something poking out or something. <laughs> no one. He was trying to put it back into place with his elbow. And I was just like, oh, my God. So, um, when he was done, this was what tripped me out. When he was done, I think he had to go so hard on my back that my face was in that because it's a chair. So like you sit on it, like straddling it, there's a little hole in the chair. So my face was pushing hard. And because of my mask, I kind of had my face a certain way because I felt like I couldn't really breathe too well because you had to keep your mask on. So when I got up, I think the thing was like pushing on my eyes like that everything was so blurry so blurry I was like oh my god like what if like 
is this permanent? Like, oh my gosh. And it took me a good 15 minutes to get my eyesight back. I was so freaked out. Like, oh my gosh. And so when I got home, I was like, dude, I'm having some wine. (laughs) And that's when I realized I didn't have any protein to eat. I had like snack foods, which I didn't really want to do. So I thought it was a good idea just to eat a big old piece of corn on the cob for dinner and drink two hearty glasses of wine. I got really tipsy. And then this morning when I woke up, it was like three in the morning, I was going to throw up. And then I woke up again at five, went to the bathroom, I was going to throw up. At six o'clock, I finally got up. And because I didn't had so little in my body for the food from the day before, I started heaving in the toilet. <laughs> it was real nice. What a great way for everyone in the house to wake up to hearing me with these disgust. And because nothing was coming up except a little bit of vial, like I sounded so much worse than it was. I was like, (laughs) it was like, just come out because I don't feel good. So after that whole debacle, I was like, dude, I need to rest. (laughs) So I rested for a little bit and then I went and walked mini because again, it can't be too late. And we, because I had taken that nap, we left maybe 20 minutes early, uh, later than we should have. So walking, we were okay. But coming back, we were both done. And ever since then, I had been in bad shape. I feel like I've been day drinking all day in the sun and I never had fun. And it was just a bad, like when you're in a bad mood and you drink and it's just not fun and you're just like, whatever, man. And you feel sick and heavy, (laughs) but I didn't drink except last night. So all day I just been feeling sun drunk. And so when I tuned into your um, organ trail, I was literally laying in bed and it's like, it was so uncomfortable that like I couldn't even go back to sleep. So I was like, Let's see what Stoner Jesus is doing. <laughs> so that was that's been my last twenty four hours. I'm all effed up, dude. We know, and people who watch the show a long time, they know what the best thing is for that. However you feel. Oh yeah. Is Mary Jane, trusty little Rick and Morty. I got my Simpsons still nice and dirty because I still need to get alcohol, and I got my pen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's oh, yeah. the thing too i retweeted you today a time or two about smoking you were like smoke bowls or something like that mm-hmm. and i was feeling so terrible and i literally out loud when i retweeted i said yes yes <laughs> and so um you were helping me when you didn't even realize it because that's the thing too is like this morning when i was going through the i didn't eat that much and the thing too yesterday i worked out late in my garage, that's all hot. I'm stupid. I do this every summer. I'll work out and then Danielle or um, Metal Jesus will come home and they'll find me like thrown. And they're like, what happened? I'm like, I worked out. And they're like, why did you work out? It's like 90 degrees. I had to do it. Oh, God. <laughs> right. Burn those calories with heat stroke. Oh, my gosh. I'm right off. But you know what's interesting? Something that we've talked about a couple times in different shows is how I've been watching The Girls Next Door again when Mm -hmm. I um, do cardio. And it's so crazy because, you know, I watch it on YouTube and you get suggested different things. And there was some interview that Holly Madison, the main girlfriend on when it was Girls Next Door, um, Mm -hmm. had. And it's so crazy because... She kind of filled in a lot of blanks. And I have known some girls who have been um, Hef's girlfriends in the past, but they weren't when it was the small, just the three of them kind of thing. It was when he had like seven, you know? (laughs) And um, it's just really crazy. And I'm just like, so like, it's crazy because one of the things that she said that made so much sense was like when she wrote her book, about what went on there and how it like really like at one point she was feeling suicidal. Some people, especially if you're in the industry, you know how things kind of go, especially at the Playboy Mansion back in the day. Um, It's like, you know what you're getting into, like pretty much like, you know, you know the deal, you know, what's up, like the trade off. It's a transaction. 
And so what was really interesting is when she brought that up, she was like, yeah, you think, you know, until like the initiation night happens, you know, you have to have the group sex. And she was like, it wasn't like somebody was there to be like, okay, if you want to live here, this is what you do. And this is how it goes down. It's very hush hush. And you're kind of just like thrown into it. And it made a lot of sense because one of the things that she had said was, you know, she kind of was always like a loner and didn't really even have much of a sex drive, like growing up being adolescent and in college. And so when that night happened, when she was like, we had to do her initiation, she said that a reason why she felt like she had to like brainwash herself pretty much to make it work with him to be, to get to be the number one girlfriend and try to have a family with him and try to get him to marry her was because she felt so shameful that she, she, went beyond her personal boundaries that in her mind, it was like, I have to make this work because then I'm just going to feel like I was used if I just like don't go back or if I don't try to make something of it. And another thing that she was bringing up was like how he would love bomber. And for those of you listening or watching when someone love bombs, it's like when you first get with them and all they do, Oh, you know, I could picture myself marrying you and you know them for like a day or two or a week, Mm -hmm. you know, and they just make all these plans. And so they romanticize this thing. And so she said, you know, I felt like I was special. Like I was special. Like, Oh my gosh, this guy who, you know, is, has done all these things and is so successful. And she was, um, she said that she was very, um, before knowing him, like almost idolized him in a way because she thought it was so cool that like he was self-made and like just very inspiring, you know? And it's like, that reminded me once again about the topic that we've talked about groupies. And that's the thing, because I relate to that because whether it was wrestlers or actors or musicians, these famous people, they made me feel like, out of all these girls that they could have, like I was special, like I was something special. And a lot of times when I would hear these stories from these groupies, especially the wrestling ones, they had their own story with these guys. And it was so crazy to me because they would be like, Oh, you know, we have this connection, blah, 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 blah. But I worked with these guys. So I saw how they were when they weren't in that hotel room with that groupie and how they were acting and how they have sometimes a wife or a girlfriend and they make it seem like they have this perfect relationship. And it's like, it was just such a, it's such an eye opening thing. Like, I don't know. So I just wanted to throw that little little update right there. And I also have a big Ed update. So you're obsessed, obsessed. I cannot (laughs) get enough of, Oh my gosh. (laughs) They're back. Hold on. I'll get back to Ed in a second. It ties in back when I was like, 18, 19, 20, there used to be this festival. Maybe you've heard of it. I don't know. It's called um, Spike and Mike's Sick and Twisted Cartoon Festival. Have you ever heard of it? Um, It's vaguely familiar. Oh, my gosh. Like, it was awesome. Me and my homies back in the day, like, I was, like, the Elaine of the group. Like, I was the only girl. We would, like, I was the Elaine. I wasn't hooking up with any of them or anything. Um, And we would go, and there was this character... (laughs) No Neck Joe. And every time the cartoon would start, it would go, No Neck Joe. That's Big Ed. He makes fun of it himself, so I'm not going to feel guilty about it. So, um, you know, I I don't know if I mentioned it last week, but I've been wondering about Rose, you know, the gal that he was on. And she is thriving. Like, I'm like, oh my gosh, she, like her Instagram, she has beautiful professional pictures. I watched one of her YouTube vlogs and she had a collab with this eyelash extension company. And so she took you through the day, like, oh, you know, here I am and all the different looks, like a very legit gig, like it was in a studio. And I just thought, you know what, that is really cool. And it just kind of shows you what two people who have the same opportunity are really about because Rose could have easily been one of these gals that continually go on there and try to find love and they're with this guy or that guy or, you know, no offense because, I mean, I'm in that group starting OnlyFans or whatever, whatever. But she really took that opportunity and was like, okay, 
I'm going to make something of this. And she's doing it like on the show. They went when he went to the Philippines at her house, like their house was so tiny. It was like dirt floors. The way they took a shower was with like a hose. The whole family lived there. And P.S. That's how it is. Nothing new. That's how a lot of people live. And it was really cool to see her house. She has like a house, like a house. And I was like, wow, that is, that's so amazing. And then you have no neck Joe over here and he's has his another show with this girl. And it's like, I'm sorry. I mean, everyone has their own thing, but I just find it really hard to believe she's really into him. So it's just like, you know, it, it gave me hope that like at least big Ed did bring something positive to all this that Rose, because she was on that show now has a better life. So this one's for you, Rose. That's right. Life gives you lemons. Or Big Ed. <clears throat> See a lot of people like that, especially the one guy that comes to mind is um, the uh, Dogface Two Hundred Eight dude who did the. Uh, he went viral with um, cranberry juice. He was on the the skateboard, the cranberry juice. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The Mac thing. Now he's got like <laughs> a million followers on Instagram, and like he took like like that one thing and just built a whole empire around. And he like married his girlfriend and was like take care of his family and all this other stuff and. When that happened, he was like riding a skateboard to work because his car broke down or whatever. Really shows you, like, you get that one shot, you really got to take advantage of it. And, uh, you know, you got to be around somebody like Big Ed. Well, you know, you better damn sure take advantage of it. And that's a lot that's long through. <laughs> uh, but it makes me less upset with Big Ed because. Then some good in his life. He did. Like, his creepiness had a silver lining faintly around it <laughs> and you know because that rose she has a little boy and everything you know i don't know i just it makes me happy because you kind of just see that a lot with reality shows is these people they like are okay with just like being toxic and exploiting themselves and i mean who's to say we're the viewer we don't really know them how much of that's more amped up than they would normally be or whatever. But still it's like, you're still agreeing to it for a paycheck, you know? And I will talk shit about that because I have been offered a lot of different opportunities, paycheck moments, cash grab moments, famous guy want to be my sugar daddy moment. And I didn't do it. And now I'm not saying people who do, I'm not judging them. I'm just saying that <laughs> I could talk shit if I want to because I've been in that position myself so many times. So whatever. Um, if there are any, any sugar mamas out there, any celebrities, I just my DMs are open. Come on. Wide whatever. open. I know They'll be real nice to you too. Yeah. Real nice. That's right. <laughs> I don't ask for much. Send me some money. Just just put some money in his PayPal every now and then. He'll treat you real nice. Or if you want him to be mean to you, I'm sure he'll be mean to you. You have to tip oh, yeah. extra for that, though. <coughs> be as mean as you want. <laughs> be even meaner. <laughs> send you pics of Dick Van Dyke. Yeah. Be awesome. Awesome time. <clears throat> um, of course, the uh, the pizza challenge will be next week. Uh, that's very exciting. Uh, I'm excited. My stomach is. I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be a crazy ending to the whole thing. That's the only thing I'm going to say. I think it will be. If I have to vomit, I have to vomit. I'll get as much of it on camera as possible. No. For <laughs> <Or> the fans. I <laughs> yeah The thing is, is um, you know, I was thinking about the pizza challenge earlier today, and I was like, I got a week to prepare. I need to really step up my game so that come next Tuesday. I am ready with a capital R to pound some calories. There you go. I'll, I'll third, like leading up to it, I'm going to do my classic Shelly move that I used to do back in the day. All I'm going to eat all day is eggs and protein shakes. There you go. So then <laughs> I'm ready for it. Let's go for it. I'm going to kill it. <laughs> 
exciting stuff coming up on the show, uh, the Pizza Challenge. In July, we're going to do our long-awaited, much-anticipated screening of Home Alone. We'll try to get Macaulay Culkin to join us. I can't make any promises. I'll tweet him and annoy him. That's really the best I can do. Um, I'll save some other ideas and a line on maybe a big guest in the future, which I'm not going to say a name here. I'm going to surprise Shelly with someone. It will be awesome if I pull it together. If not, we'll never forget I, I mentioned it. Forget I Already. It. <laughs> now, earlier today, Shelly, uh, you sent out a tweet, which through the power of technology, I have right here. Um, so what is, what's the story behind this tweet? Okay, so last, as it says in there, last week on Shelly Live, I was talking about just different people and things, da da da. And one of the things that came up was this ex boyfriend I had in wrestling. And one of the things I had mentioned was it really was sickening to me when he talked about, oh, I beat addiction. He had it in his little bio on, on YouTube or on Twitter. I beat addiction. Da, 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 da. So right away, I thought when he was trying to pursue me, this isn't going to work. I'm a pothead and I love wine and vodka. Like this is not happening here. Like how's this going to work? Cause at that point I already had tried the old, Oh, who cares if he doesn't drink or smoke or do both? I like him. And it never works. They always judge. Yeah. And if they do one and not the other, they'll always judge the other thing. Like, it's, it, I just can't. Like, no. So <clears throat> he assured me, blah, 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 whatever. And so I went with it. And I remember, I didn't say this on my podcast, but I'm saying it here. Um, I remember after the first time I had visit with him, and because wrestling's so stupid. So I did a show with him, right? And then he had this crush on me and then he pursued me. And to be honest with you, at the time, all he was was a wannabe CM Punk. And I had such a crush on CM Punk. So I thought if I can't get CM Punk, at least I'll get the poor man CM Punk experience. <laughs> That's how it was. Okay. That's just how I felt about it. So when he was trying to get me. I like became his girlfriend before we ever kissed before we ever did anything because I only had met him in person that one time. <sighs> this is so ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> so when I went to visit him, that's when at the end of the trip, he was like, you know, I think the next time you come, I'll be able to handle drinking like a beer. And then I was like, uh, if he be an addiction, I don't think that's a really good thing to say. No. I don't want to like, and then here's what I was doing because, <laughs> because I literally believed that he beat addiction hashtag freaking hashtags. Like I would sneak drink because I didn't want to make him feel like, Oh, I haven't had a drink in so long. And Oh, now she looks like she's having a good time. We're having a good time. I'm feeling tempted. So what I would do when I was at his house, like, I'd make, I'd make this iced tea and then his roommates had vodka. So I would like nip into the vodka and pour it in <laughs> because I didn't want to tempt him. <laughs> but, it, <laughs> and so then when I came back the second time, that's when I was like there for an extended period of time. And I really got to see what was what, cause he couldn't keep the act up. And at that point, he started smoking with me. And so I was like, oh, okay, you're smoking again. That's cool. And it was just kind of weird. And then when we broke up, I was at a convention. And his girlfriend before me, this is what I did talk about on Shelly Life. His girlfriend before me, he said the reason why he didn't have a car was because his ex-girlfriend got drunk and she crashed it. And the reason why they broke up is because he caught her cheating on him. Well, her friend happened to be at this um, convention I was at. And her and I were talking. And she was like, oh, you know I'm friends with, like, her. And I was like, oh, no way. I actually would like to talk to her because, like, there's things that don't add up. And I'm just, like, wondering. And she was like, oh, she'll probably talk to you. She was like, 
she told me that when you got when it came out that you were with him, she felt sorry for you because she knew he was uh, using you. And I was like, oh my gosh! And so I told her about the car, and, all, and she laughed and laughed. And she's like, that's not true. He doesn't have a car because he doesn't have a car. <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh! So <clears throat> I end up connecting with the ex girlfriend. And she filled in a lot of blanks. And then she told me that he told her when they got together, I don't have a car because my last ex-girlfriend got drunk and crashed it. <laughs> and um, that he found his last girlfriend cheated on him. Same thing. And I was just like, oh, my gosh. And so I found out <laughs> when the girl he cheated on me with had a conversation with me to squash the heat, he told her... <laughs> <laughs> the reason that we broke up, he broke up with me because I was cheating on him with this wrestler, Dolph Ziggler. Now, I was involved with Dolph Ziggler, and it's not anything that's a surprise. There's pictures online that, you know, whatever. It was a long time ago. But that's the point. I was with him when I was, like, in Kentucky. Like, not when I was seeing this guy how many years later. So, I was like, why is he picking him out? That's really weird, but whatever. So... One of the things that the girlfriend told me before that he was with before me was that he really didn't have an addiction problem and that they used to drink all the time together. And she said, and it's not like it was ex excessive. He was like, we were a normal couple. We'd go out to dinner. So we'd have, you know, a drink. And like, what? she goes, so it's been driving me nuts for years. He claims he has this addiction that he beat because it doesn't exist and a pill problem. She goes, he never had a pill problem ever. She said, he didn't do pills. And I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> so <laughs> it's funny because, oh, and then later in life, there was this wrestler, um, Just Incredible. And he was at a show a few years back. And at that show, he was so effed up that, like, it became this big thing in wrestling. Like, all the dirt sheets were talking about it. Everyone was tweeting about it, chiming in. And I saw that my ex-boyfriend reached out to him because he, like, retweeted him. And it was like, I know how it feels to go through addiction. If you need anything, man, I'm here for you. And I was like, this is sick. This is sick because you don't know anything about addiction. This guy was at a show and he was so effed up. That means that, like... We need to not be gossiping about him. We need to ask him, dude, are you okay? What's going on here? Like, what's up? Do you just need to talk? Like, whatever. But, of course, no one wants to do that. They just want to gossip and judge. So I thought it was completely disgusting that he was trying to be Mr. Oh, I could be help for you here. I've been there. And he had never been there. That is disgusting. So I wrote privately to that wrestler. I said, look, I want to know that's my ex-boyfriend. And he's lying. He doesn't have that. So be careful when you talk to him. And it's just like that opportunist. Like, ew. Now, I don't know anything about who he is now. I don't know his life or whatever. And on that podcast last week, Shelly Live, I had said on there, people change. So maybe my ex is completely different. And I hope he is. And that's my prayer for him. And then it's funny because a friend of mine today hit me up and was like, can you believe that it was, there was a conversation that happened. And in that conversation, someone said, I have receipts, screenshots of, he can't keep track of what his sober date is. So I screenshot when he says them because he's lying. He can't keep straight when it was or the story, it changes. And I was just like, dude, I just talked about this. I just talked about this. So that's why I made that tweet. So then I tweet that and guess who liked it? The girl ex-girlfriend of his that he cheated on me with. So I was like, yes, bitch, you like that tweet because you know. And so I think it's hilarious that this dude, all his ex-girlfriends <laughs> are just like, and it's not even like a, oh, ew, I hate him. Why did he break my heart? It's, ew, he is a douchebag. And the, the common theme with the three of us is, I don't know where I was in my head when I was with this guy. I don't know how he got in my face and got me. But so, no. So I'm here to 
tell people all the little gory details because I think it's disgusting that this person is still out there trying to put this front on like he had an addiction problem. That is, that's like using a mental health issue, a dependency issue. Like there's so much deepness in addiction. Like, it, it it sucks. And I'm really glad that that one ex-girlfriend liked it because I think that's powerful because that's her saying, yes, I support this because it's true. And like I said, I don't follow him. I don't know what his life is, but I just hope that if he's taking advantage of somebody or lying to them in some way that they can stumble upon all this info to know that like, you're not a dick for like ha- not having this person in your life because apparently he's still douching it up all over the place. It sounds like you found a story early on. Something really worked the whole addiction and my girlfriend cheated on me and she wrecked my car. That's why I'm walking and he just kept peddling it out and it kept working and working, which I imagine it would forever. I mean, if you <clears throat> spit that story to enough women, I imagine you're going to hook a few of them. And that's the thing, too, that gets me. Like, I mean, I'm sure it's this way in other industries and entertainment as well. But because wrestling's so intimate to me, it would trip me up just to see how, like, these people, they kind of, like, use wrestling as their outfit that they wear every day you know Mm. what i mean it's like if they're not in the ring performing it's like they have to constantly remind everyone this is what i do and that goes back to i mean i can relate to this even with other types of people that do entertainment it's like you kind of look at these people and you're like wow they do this really cool thing and like that's really inspiring and especially if you connect with it or it entertains you or you're a fan of something. So it's like, I watch people like my ex have these like stories and like, I mean, I remember in Kentucky having some guys like that too, that were my buddies. And I was just like, Oh my God, you guys are douchebags. Like God, but they have this whole song and dance rehearse. Like you said, Mm -hmm. a story that sticks. And because of wrestling, these girls are looking at them with these like doughy eyes thinking that they're greater than they really are. Because at the end of the day, take wrestling out of their life. They're not sometimes not good people, like you know, and I don't know. It's just really crazy. And I think I saw that more so with wrestling because if you're an actor, like you play your role and like, you play different roles. So you kind of like, okay, that project's done. Now this, da, 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 da. whereas wrestling, you're constantly this like character. It's like branding before branding was, you know what I mean? It's like, you're this character and like you talk crap to people on Twitter that you're going to wrestle next week to try to get people coming to the show to see your match. Like, you know what I mean? So it's like, it's different. It's like, I, I see people get lost more into their own hype or the hype that they've created or that other like wrestling promotions maybe created around them. And then they like become this entity and they forget like their actions cause harm on people. Like I'm totally cool and I'm fine. And I forgave that girl, his ex-girlfriend that he cheated on me with a long time ago, a long time ago. But even her actions, the reason why I don't follow her or interact with her is because it really effed me up mentally what happened to me seeing like all those fake people you know and to this day it like i'll get triggered and it's messed with my mental health so it's like i always tell people like i was more effed up over seeing how many fake and phony people were around me and that i got duped by this guy but Now I realize that I am more affected by this guy than I realize, not because I was in love with him, but that 
it was traumatic for me to totally believe that this person was someone completely different than who he was. And especially because, as I talked about before, I really wasn't sexually active because I just was being very stuck up about who I'm going to share my body with, you know? And so here I am sharing my body with this dude because I think he's this person. And the only thing that was true about it is that he's a wrestler and he likes Seinfeld. That's about it. <laughs> like. <laughs> wow. So there you go. Story of the tweet. Now, I do want to make a special announcement because there has been some, there has been some movement. In the Instagram battle, <laughs> Shelly's Book Club has 248 followers. The Shelly SJ Smokeout Instagram has 160 followers. We're now within 88, which is we hover around 100. We go below 100, above 100. But I think my whole defeat the feet, boycott Shelly's feet, <laughs> hashtags on Twitter, I think they're having the desired effect. One day will be happen. I'll make a super, super big deal about it on the show. As you should. As yeah. you should. I think my favorite Great. defeat the feet picture was one of the young bucks ones you sent me. Where yeah. I think they were like their feet were to the camera or whatever. I laughed <laughs> so hard. And the thing is, is like I love that you bust my balls on that because when I opened up on the show, like early on, that was like one of the first things I was bitching about. Um, you know, I had to mute them and I had to like, I didn't want to see them. I didn't want to see that those smug face. Well, now they're healed. I didn't want to see that. <laughs> that's, what, that's what they do the entire time. I didn't want to see all oh, the time. They got, uh, <laughs> last week after they got beat up, they got their shoes stolen. So that was pretty cool. They must be watching our stuff, and now they're stealing our shit over here, showing their feet. What up, young butt? They have a weird thing that I've never seen before. Is they'll constantly tweet out new bio, and they'll change their bio so you, they want you to go read their bio. And I've never seen anybody do that before. They're half their tweets just saying new bio. And I sure they think it's really, really funny. And people who are their fans think it's funny. And their little buddies think it's funny. And their little cronies think it's funny. But you know what? Good. I'm glad that all these people are laughing and thinking it's funny. I don't. I think it's stupid. But, <laughs> hey, if it's making other people happy, so be it. But I'm really grateful for you busting my balls because... When I unmuted them and you've been sending me those pictures, I don't get that I want to punch him in his stupid face <laughs> gut feeling. <laughs> I laugh. I think it's funny. I think it's really, really funny. And I don't know. So thank you for that, that therapy. <laughs> I wish Twitter had more Young Bucks gifts, but they don't. Or in their problems. How do you get them on there? There's like two of me and then the three of me. That's why I only use the two. One of me I love because I'm at a convention and I'm like, and like, I asked somebody, I was like, what am I saying here? And then someone sent me the link and it's like, they move me over here so I can't. And I remember like before I, the reason why I wanted to know what I said is because when that GIF was going around, I was like, oh, there's a GIF of me. And so I started using it. I was like, I remember that day. And I remember I was really mad. So what am I saying? And then now it makes sense. I, they moved me over here so I can't. And I look to the side. I'm like, they moved me over here so I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I remember what that was, though. So there's that one. And then there's a really cute one of me as Ariel. And I'm doing my whole vampy mm -hmm. thing. And then there's one with me and Gangrel, which he's one of the people that don't like me. So, like, there's that. And the thing is, is I remember this show. And this is when I was like, what is this problem? Because we were paired together, of course. And... I had this beautiful gown on and it had blood all over. It was so awesome. And I remember I kept trying to go play up to him and like rub up on him and be all like a character. And he was having none of it. He, I would walk up to him to play up and he would just walk away. And in that gif, you see me like doing a week, like I'm, we're far away and I'm kind of like spinning away from him because he just walked away from me and I felt really stupid. So I tried to do something entertaining 
to like fill in the gap of me not going, oh, okay. <laughs> can you pull it up? I'm trying. The only one I can find is the one of you. There's something specific I should. Uh... But Shelly Martinez. Let me uh, share it so you can see it as well. I'm looking for it here. Oh, there he is, right there, right next. Okay, see the third one? one? That one. That's it. See, I just leave because I'm like, he's not paying attention to me at all. <laughs> but why is that a gift? Why? <laughs> I don't know how they get chosen. I know I got some good stuff for them if they want some good stuff. I can make Another's, some really funny ones too. Yeah, I'll say I know there's sites where like you can make your own or whatever, but how to actually get them on Twitter, I don't know. That's stupid. Oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I remember one time I had this match and it was me and um, Gangrel versus the Boogeyman and um, a local girl. She's done a lot of really awesome stuff. She even does hardcore. Um, Sage Sin, Supreme. And at that time, her and I were pretty tight, you know? Um, just like one of those things, like life happens, we grew apart. So it's not like we had a falling out or anything, but, you know, we were really tight at that time. And I remember we we're trying to go over our match and gang girl was being so weird to me. And then she so didn't want us to not, she wanted in her mind because the fan in her, they had to get along. So when I was telling you, she'd be like, are you sure? Like, and then boogeyman, he's like, no, I think it's fine. Are you sure? And I'm like, yes, dude. Cause I'm cool with boogie from back in OVW. So we're talking over a match and then boogeyman leaves to go talk to gang girl. And he comes back. He's like, damn, Shelly, I'm really sorry. I'm so sorry. And I was like, what are you talking about? And he was like, well, Gang Girl said that you were mad because, like, you did it. I was like, what? What are you talking about? And then I hit him up, and he denied it. I don't know, dude. It's so <laughs> weird. And that's when I knew for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure, that he had an issue with me because he was making stuff up. And that was the second time he's done that to me because when we were in Germany, he told our handler that I was not feeling that I, he was making me feel uncomfortable. And that handler to this day, he's still my friend, Arnold Schultz. So it's like, we're still homies. And when he told me that because he felt so bad we were at it was after the show he's like i'm so sorry if i made you uncomfortable i was like i thought he was joking because we he's a ball buster so that's why i like him and i thought he was playing a joke on me and he was like well gang girl i was like what so what we did is i gotta send these pictures to you we'll have them on the show next week um these pictures where we're at this table and they started calling me the mean queen. They're like, oh, Shelly's so mean. And so we have like pictures of us with Gangrel and we wrote on it mean queen and I'm holding it. <laughs> and it was all a joke on him that like he totally lied. And I'm like, dude, what is the problem? <sighs> people are like that. If you run into enough people and interact with enough people, you'll run the gamut of personalities and weirdness and all kinds but of to shit. lie like oh, don't like me that's fine but to put words in my mouth on two different occasions like shoot i hope it hasn't happened other times and i'm not aware of it i mean i don't think so but i just remember there was a time where he he okay i don't want to get i don't want to say too much because i don't want to involve other people but he had someone call me to ask me something or rather. I can't even remember what it was. And when they called me, I was laughing. I was like, why doesn't he call me? He has my number. And then she was like, I don't know, blah, blah, blah. And then it was something to where like, there was a fake profile of me, I guess. And they were like implying that he and I were dating. And I guess his girlfriend at the time was pissed about it. And so that's what the whole issue was. So like, that's why I didn't understand why he had this third party call me when it's like, this is your drama. Like you call me bitch. So after she told me the spiel, I go, look, you tell him you told me. Okay. And she's like, all right. 
And so then I called him <laughs> and I said, you know, I don't know what the problem is and why you won't call me. And I said something like that. And I was like, you know what? I used to like you. I did a lot, but I don't like you anymore at all because you're an asshole to me and that you give me no reason. So I don't know what this whole little drama is about. I said something like that. I go, but just know I used to like you a lot and thought you were really cool, but I don't like you. Okay. So tell your girlfriend that. So no one's mad at whatever. Oh, that's what it was. A fake me posted something on his page saying, like, making it seem like we were dating. Like, Shelly Martinez is dating him or whatever. That's It was something like that. So I was just like, oh, my freaking goodness, man. And so I let it go after that because I kind of felt like I said it to him, you know. Hmm. And then um, I did a seminar where he was at. And I told myself, I'm just going to be normal. I'm going to just treat him like what? Because this is stupid. And there was a time in there where under his breath, he goes, because we were having a good time. And then under his breath was like, oh, I thought like there's like beef or whatever. And I just, I almost wanted to, the sassy me be like, oh, what was that? What? <laughs> but we were having such a good time at this seminar, this fantasy wrestling camp that we were in charge of. Like people were paying to be like their fantasy was a wrestler. It was really cool. And so I didn't want to ruin that energy. So I let it, I pretended I didn't hear him. Just kept going. And when he saw that I didn't hear him, he was really nice. He was nice for the rest of the time. So not too long ago, when someone came up on one of my live streams, they're like, oh, what's the deal between you and Gangrel? Because someone asked him something, brought you up. And he's like, oh, we have our differences. And I was like, differences? No, I don't like you because you lie on my name. That's not a difference. <laughs> That's a fact, bitch. <clears throat> I hate people who do that shit. The under the breath shit, the passive aggressive stuff. There's a few things I hate worse in life. Just spit it out. Just as I get older, like I have less time. Like my time is short. I guess I'm considered middle aged now, which sucks. Just, just get to it. Whatever it's going to be, it's going to be a conflict or whatever. The faster we get to it, the faster we get through it and get done and either, you know, be cool or not or whatever. Just get it over with. And that's the thing. These people who have said negative things about me in a public way. It's so interesting to me, like all jokes aside, because when I confront them, even when I've done it privately, they back down, back down, back down. But it's like, then just don't say anything. There's times people will bring up people I don't like. Like the other day, I had a chat with one of my secret society members and he loves wrestling. So we talk a lot of wrestling and he had brought up a certain wrestler that I used to be really tight with. And he was like, oh, so-and-so had this and this going. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Now, I, I could have been like, I don't like him anymore. And then he was like, he kind of, and it's funny because the guy kind of looked at me. He was like, yeah, it was really cool seeing him. And then I was like, oh, that's awesome. That's really awesome. And he was like, oh, I thought you guys were really tight or something. I was like, no, I don't like him. And he was like, oh. He's like, well, in interviews I've seen you do with him. I was like, oh, no, we were cool before, but I don't like him anymore. But anyways, and then I moved on. So, like, I didn't sit there and just, like, whatever. So, when these people are calling me names or trying to, like, insinuate there's, like, drama, it's, like, if you don't want the chance of me potentially hearing it and then confronting you about it, then just don't say anything. Gloss over me. Oh, you know, I don't really know her that well, so I can't really say much. I don't really know. Like, say that. Like, or, oh, I, you know... I don't really talk to her or I, you know, whatever. She was cool then, but whatever. I don't really know. Like there's just don't say anything, but the fact that they th have a choice and they choose to say whatever, it's like, I don't, that's why I'm very careful about what I say because the way I look at it is if I don't want a potential, like 1% chance of this person confronting me about this, then I'm not going to say it. So I don't know. It's just very odd to me and whatever. It's been a whole learning experience, especially that roast situation. There was people who told me they would do it. Mm -hmm. And to this day, I haven't heard from them. It's like, <laughs> just say no, then Weird. say, sorry, I can't. It's like, dude. And then some of them just go on and text. They let time go by and then text me like normal. And I'm like, you know, the you see the last text we had was 
me you you saying yes you're gonna do it and then like you blew it off like say no then so you can't do it oh people i hate them <laughs> i avoid them as much as possible most people i know are online i can just go away if i'm tired of them so another topic we talked about a couple weeks ago and we'll broach again was the building of the bus bench advertising empire I can, Google is not much help, as you can imagine, when it comes to the uh, the price ranges. Let me share this one. Hold on. <coughs> it's so high. Bench ads. It's a big range. $75 to $500 per display. I guess that means in like, you know, not the, you know, be uh, offensive or whatever, but I'm guessing like the $75 range is what they're marking it in, like you know, South Central Los Angeles, and the exactly. $500 range is like the Beverly Hills bus bench. Which I guess for 500 bucks, getting a bus bench in Beverly Hills, if they have bus benches, I assume they do, um, isn't bad. It's for a four week period. They also have bus interior ads, which are cheaper, and also shelter ads. Well, the thing is, nowadays, not many people ride the bus. So that would be, the interior would have been good before everything. But, it's probably why cheap. Yeah. But here's the thing. South Central LA, dude, South Central Absolutely. LA, they would love us. Absolutely. They need to know. So, A, the cheap one is in our demographic. <laughs> and... I think another target audience would be the area I grew up in is called the Inland Empire. And because it's outside of LA, it's cheaper as well. Um, Orange County, we'll get some traffic in Orange County over there too. So we got yeah. three different districts where I feel we can get the cheap ads and we would really get some traction because that's the people we want. The Beverly Hills people, they probably would want us to, they'd see it, they'd love it, and then they would be like, don't you want to join the Illuminati? Come on. <laughs> Never. I'm bringing an invite. Bring it on. Whatever helps the show. I got a feeling me being the Illuminati would like would help the success of the show. Oh, boy. <laughs> With uh, vaccines, like little chips. They uh, <laughs> try them for the show whenever they get next to a computer or whatever. I don't work with the enemy, so I'd have to opt out. So you can you can illuminate out all you want. Again, for the NFA agent watching this, I love the government. You guys are awesome. <laughs> the taxes and the killing of all the people who are receiving, shooting of our people, love it's it. Great. All it's of it's great. great. Good job. Makes <laughs> me proud. <laughs> Real proud. Bomb more countries. Sell more weapons to more countries. Where they can bomb more people. Just keep it going, man. Go so that you guys can live nice and comfortably and have everything right. that you guys want. We'll so all you, do it for you. You need higher walls. You need more armed guards. Absolutely. I'm all for it. <laughs> everything you need, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Don't mind me. I'm just over here on bus benches. I'm not harming yeah. anybody. Not harming anybody. I know we talked some about the design, obviously, <laughs> of the bus bench, what the ad would look like. It's got to catch the eye. You know, people who are driving down the street, they're probably high as fuck. They're probably smoking blunts or whatever. They're going to have a couple seconds to look over and say, hey, that right there. And then, of course, they have to remember it. Which, you know, I really can't do anything about. But, again, just getting their eyeballs on it. Let them know it's there. It's the key. Look, I know exactly what the focus needs to be. And the focus My needs dude. to be these buddies right here. We dress these up real nice. <laughs> <laughs> dress them up real nice. And they, they'll be like, what? It's basically what I did with the original logos of the show, like the OnlyFans logos. It's basically a picture of you and your cleavage, and then a little little square of staring Jesus over in the corner. 
So well, here's again, the thing. I'm here too. I, I did a photo shoot this past weekend at this really awesome place called Kong's Paradise. Oh, and it lives up to, there is a King Kong there. And I got to work with some really awesome photographers and I was already talking to one about doing a shoot and I want to do a shoot for the show so that not only we have the sexy content, so I can do like a nice set to gallery, but then we can use those for things like that. So it's like nice cleavage, get them. <laughs> right. Cleavage bus bench. And then we'll put a little insert you like in the middle. <laughs> like Jesus drawing. <laughs> it should be the you know how you have your stoner Jesus cartoon? It should mm -hmm. be like that, but the face really be a picture of you. Yeah. <laughs> Coming out of my cleavage. <laughs> there you go. Get him. All right. It's all it's all ready to go. It's all formulated. The one thing I know how to do really well, which is why it does frustrate me that my numbers aren't what they, I would like them to be, hmm. is I not only can sell the SH out of almost anything, but I, can, I know how to sell myself the best. And that's why I know if we did something to where it's a really awesome shot, like maybe I'll do it at the, the Tiki Bar and like get some more greenery so it's like you know maybe even some um fake like cannabis leaves make it real cute wear a really sexy outfit but then we insert you with doing that with the cartoon but your head i'm telling you people would love it they would want shirts they would want stickers they would want to know what it's about and without even knowing what the show or ever listening to one show they'd buy a shirt I'm telling you Speaking of like shirts and stuff, I used to have a Stern Jesus store on Teespring. Apparently, I don't anymore. It's just oh, gone. They deleted <laughs> your ass. Day, and it's just gone. It's like they're and they even have like like things you might like. And one of them's like my hoodie, and one's like a shirt. So I click on that, and it says, "Hey, what you're looking for is not here." <laughs> Were you in an act for too long or something? Uh, not that I know of. I mean, I didn't sell a lot, but I was, you know checking it and promoting it and whatnot and now it's just it's gone the little link on my website doesn't work anymore <sighs> nobody likes me i have a teespring store too and here's the thing <clears throat> i have a lot of shirts over there really cute ones i got beam me up scotty and it's me as a star trek um and it's cartoon form and then there's vampire girl vampire guy disgruntled shelly um, there's some cute stuff over there and the shirts came out great. I got a shirt for myself to make sure. Cause I want, before I started pushing it, I wanted to order it first to see, cause I don't want to push crap. And I was so excited about my masks, but even with my face, like not being like a guy that has a bigger face, they don't fit comfortably. Like it smishes your nose and I'm just like, dang it. I can't tell people get my mask. And it's like this crappy mask that pushes your nose down. And I thought if I wore it long enough, maybe it would kind of fit to my face. Man, every time there's a little like line right here on my nose. I hate it. So I'm like, dude, I got to get my SH together in other ways. And then I'll go back to focus on that. I don't know. But yeah. The bus bench thing takes off. Merchandise, whole nine yards. No action because figures. Because at the end of the day, like on Spaceballs. It's all about merchandising, merchandising. That's where the real money comes in from the movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. Big few weeks, several weeks coming in the show. Oh, my gosh. You know what we also have to do another uh, viewing of? I have this sweet DVD called Dangerous Divas. I was a part of this custom shoot with a bunch of professional wrestler women years ago like so many years ago I think maybe it was like uh, I don't even know it was a long ass time ago Francine's in it <laughs> and it is the most ridiculous like they're my kind of matches like there's a time where like you know those little like I think they're called wrestling buddies or like pillows but they had like yeah. the wrestler on it 
oh yeah, we use those in the match. You know, it was just ridiculous, like ridiculous. And I have the DVDs, the box in my um, garage, and I haven't been pushing selling them because Francine told me that she can't keep hers in stock. And the way it goes is it's the same DVD as like Francine has, but the ones packaged for me are, um, oh no, I'm sorry. They're all the matches that I'm in. So hmm. <laughs> we should watch those because I feel like I'm ready now to start pushing those DVDs. Cause I think people would really enjoy them. And I think a good promoting, um, the DVD is if we watch it, cause I haven't watched it. I haven't seen it, so it'll be really funny to be like, oh, my God. <laughs> and I remember I had my hair and one of them like this, and I was like, what? It's the Chrissy Snow. <laughs> and I'm on the cover with the Chrissy Snow ponytail. Well, yeah, absolutely. Good stuff. Good content. We should do it. I think SummerSlam is in August. So maybe we can kind of like mm -hmm. piggyback on SummerSlam somehow. Oh, yeah. Oh, and we could have Francine on with us too because she's in it. Be freaking Absolutely. hilarious. Be even better. Be freaking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Episode 28. Another good one. So the Pizza Challenge coming up. Home Alone. DVDs. From the garage, all kinds of awesome stuff. I don't want to sound cocky because I'm not, it's not my intent, but you <laughs> do have a challenge ahead of you with this pizza challenge with me. Like, I'm a good competitor. Sure. I am a total fatty, always have been, always will be. <laughs> and this is an opportunity for me to not feel guilty about overeating because typically, like earlier, I ate some sushi. I wanted to eat it all, but I know that I had to stop because, you know, got to portion my things out. So this is, and it sucks when I have to do that. It's, it's torture to me because I want to eat it. So this allows me to say, F that, you're going to win. Let's get this pizza. And I'm really excited about it because <clears throat> I have a good feeling that I, I might win. My goal over the next week is to find fetish groups full of guys who like to watch women eat. Specifically pizza, maybe, maybe not, whatever. And alert yes. them to what's coming. Do me a favor, because after we're done here, I'm going to go record some stuff so I might forget. Remind me in my DM to film a teaser for that for those people on my youtube channel because that will get those mukbang people they love it they love it want to see me <laughs> eat some pizza <sighs> yep let's do it there you go it's the beginning the beginning of whatever this will become the pizza challenge the bus benches home alone all equal success Absolutely. One day we'll write the book about this show and how we made it such a success. <laughs> how we flushed our careers down the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> Ate food, got on some bus benches. Really, the rest is history. It really is. The bus bench thing, I, I think that's such a good... I forgot to send you the Angeline stuff. Uh, like... I'm telling you, that's in here, in this town, like, that's how it works. Like, either way, that's really good advertisement. Even if you were to do it in your town or somewhere else, like, it's still good advertisement. But this is what we do here. This is how traction gets going. And my, my desire, my, that I want, I, I say desire because sometimes you think, oh, this is my goal. But maybe, like, going after that goal leads to something else but i really hope that somehow some way the right person will see our content and that like we can be on like a not a no offense to platforms but like something more like a a, a network of what people do this and they're paying us and we have to come up with oh these are your sponsors you guys got it okay okay we got it and we're working together and we're sending each other clips and putting them together like that's what i want that's my dream for Absolutely. us 
<laughs> <laughs> That's my dream for us. Awesome. Well, the bus. And then when that happens, we say, "What now, Doug?" <laughs> right. I'm very rich, very famous, and that's when I become aloof and extremely eccentric. And people will talk a lot about me and my weird habits. Oh yeah. Oh that's yeah. Show. <laughs> You'll be biting your toes, your toenails. Right. <laughs> For money on OnlyFans. <laughs> no, just because you're like, I'm just going to be disgusting because I can. Why? Because yeah. I have all this money from the benches. I'll do it <laughs> sitting in a pile of cash. <laughs> so here we go. Here we go. I'm going to throw someone up. They're going to throw them all out of bone. This will be him. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. Dirty Where ass feet for this? you. Rich. <laughs> From this, yes. <laughs> Thank you, Shelly. Next time we see you, we'll be eating pizza. Yes, I look forward to it. <laughs> Bye. Bye.